Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. Things are changing from a third or fourth dimensional world to something different, and we're expanding our world from duality to a world where we are all one. We're back to all one, I should say. And we're interested in new ways to create peace within ourselves and with others. Ascension means different things to different folks, but there are similar stories. And more energy is available to us to raise our vibration. We've noticed that we can connect with spirit faster, move energy around quicker, and time is speeding up. The way we use words is changing, carrying new vibrations, and the way we interpret events is expanding. We're letting go of old ways of thinking and beliefs that do not serve us anymore. And we're asking different questions of ourselves and our world. For you mediums out there, look for the call to service in a new way, with the other side ready to collaborate. This can take the form of music, art, or some sort of design or public expression, even like a radio show. The way we define our love is getting bigger and there's always bigger brighter waves to surf so grab your boards let's ride the waves of our new ascension psychic or spiritual spaces together and we're going to share our stories my guest today is elizabeth pendleton of elizabethsoracle.co and you've heard her before in surfing the psychic waves we're going to talk today about the sun's movement into gemini and we're calling it a gemini infusion so stay tuned You've known her from Awakening Queen May from Reverb Nation, and you might have heard her latest infusions uh, based on the astrological season of the year, and the most recent one is Gemini. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hello, Christina. Hello, surfers. (laughs) (laughs) Surf's up. The surf totally feels so much better and kind of wild at the same time. Yeah. It it does. I feel like the, as soon as I tapped in, I just got like a really bright blue morning and just paddling out and going, yeah, the afternoon might look totally different. But right now, you know, let's all get out there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little bit easier to stay in the moment or something. Something sort of shifted in between sort of the March sort of energies into uh, this latter half of May. So, so what else are you noticing with sort of the bigger alignments oh, happening? Cool. You just brought up a really good point that I was just thinking about. So, um, this spring I completed my first set of astrology infusions and the thing that we have in common right now, you and I are doing this interview in the Gemini time. And I was just thinking about that. Gemini is immutable. Uh, it is an air sign and March, most of March fell under Pisces, uh, which was mutable water. And for people to understand what the mutables mean, each season begins with a cardinal sign. So that's either um, spring begins with Aries, summer begins with Cancer, which is coming right up. Uh, the autumn begins with Libra and winter begins with Capricorn. Then there's a fixed sign, which holds the energy of each season. So again, back to spring, we just went through Taurus, which is fixed earth. We're going to then hit Leo, which is fixed fire, which holds down the summer. Then in um, the autumn, it is Scorpio, fixed water. And then finally, um, in the winter, it is Aquarius, which is fixed air. Um, So those are when people say, oh, is it cardinal, fixed, or mutable? Well, the final sign that completes 
each season is mutable. So when you and I talked last, we were in mutable Pisces, which finishes out the last month of the winter. We're now finishing out the last month of the spring, uh, which is Gemini. Uh, then in uh, September, we'll be in the Virgo cycle. And after that, it'll be the Sagittarius cycle, which completes the autumn. So as you can see, each quarter of the year has um, a beginning, a fixed, and then a closing or mutable sign. So one thing that was going on when you and I caught up last was we were having big planetary gatherings around each sign. It was just the way the, the, you know, the cosmos was working out. So when we had Capricorn, we had a ton of planets in Capricorn. We had Aquarius, we had a ton of planets go through. And I think Pisces is when it just tapped out. I think there were like five or six planets in Pisces at once. And it was like, oh, dear God, <laughs> you know, and uh, and then they started shifting into Aries and Taurus. Um, but what's interesting is this Gemini cycle we're starting to break up that pattern. And in fact, only like for the first 10 days of the Gemini cycle, do we have, uh, I guess, about four planets in Gemini. We definitely still have Jupiter there. And of course, the sun just went there. And we have uh, Venus and Mercury there. But right at the beginning of the month, um, Venus and Mercury are going to jump into cancer and start moving ahead so that's going to break up that pattern where we've every sign we've had all year we've just had like an <laughs> super dose of it <laughs> i'm seeing jamba juice where they go you know would you like a booster that's, that's <laughs> kind of like what we've had all year so now we're starting to shift and we're coming into the alignment. Everything around this summer is really revolving around the Grand Water Trine and this Grand Sextile, uh, two huge occurrences. And so I'm kind of glad that somehow the energies of a super concentration of one side are, are kind of um, tapering off. Uh, we're going to still get a, a lot of cancer energy, but... Um, it's just going to be balanced a little bit differently. So, um, I, you know, and we'll we'll have some strong, we'll still have a pretty strong Gemini run because Mars goes in there after the first. Um, so it, it'll still be um, Mars, Jupiter, and the Sun in there, which is pretty strong. But I just think with Mercury, our thinking, settling into a watery place where it's going to have a big retrograde, and Venus, also going into a watery place. And of course, then they join up with uh, Saturn over there in Scorpio and uh, Pis um, Neptune over there in Pisces. So we, we start getting the, the water trine forming. So it's, yeah, there's, you know, it's definitely a shifting time in terms of the energies. So tell me again about the Grand Water Trine. When does that actually sort of happen? Okay, so the the technical dates uh, around that are July 17th through 19th, and so during that time, of course, the Sun will be in Cancer um, as it goes almost every year for about summer solstice for a month, you know, and and it changes anywhere from the 18th to the 22nd or 23rd of a month. The Sun can say can change signs, and that's what we're talking about in astrology when we say what's your Sun sign? It's where the Sun was when you were born. Um, so it goes through 12, the 12 signs of the year. And uh, the sun will be in Cancer then, and of course, um, Mercury will be also in Cancer. And of 
get a pull up a chart to see who else will be there about then. But the big thing is with those planets in Cancer, we'll also have, like I was saying, Neptune over there in Pisces, which is the mutable water sign. And of course, Saturn's on a a two-year transit of Scorpio, the fixed water sign. So that's what we mean by a grand water trine. We have all three of the water signs occupied. And um, that means everything watery is being activated and also harmonizing with um, you know, so those three things that we just talked about, cardinal, fixed, and mutable, all of them. <laughs> We're going to have a bit of all of it in waters. It's big energy, and it's in water, so particularly with the Neptune aspect, which is creativity, imagination. Um, it's it's like the water being very much in flow, Say, I must think about what kind of container you want to put it in <laughs> mm-hmm. to give it some form and some some structure because it's just you know energy that, that's out there, but it's obviously connected with our emotions, our feelings, and that's going to be a lot of what is informing. And of course, uh, like I mentioned at the end of my last article, I was looking it up. Of course, and our planet is covered in water. We are mostly water, so I think it's a, it portends a big opportunity in terms of our evolution uh, to dig in to the emotional part of our being and it's almost like yeah, yeah it it seems like you know if we were fire beings or something right <laughs> <laughs> that we'd be more affected by some of the more fiery aspects of, of alignments but because we're at least 90 percent water the planet's full of water uh, every organism has some sort of water component to it. Uh, it's going to affect a lot of spaces. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that it will. And it's uh, fun going back. I would highly recommend. I know I have it in my little Netflix queue is a review of what the bleep and Emoto's photos and the idea that each drop is this um, perfect crystal, and but it's what we infuse it with. So in other words, um, people will remember uh, when people were thinking of kind of the, the words like hate, you know, all these um, very un- unattractive forms showed up in the water. But when the Buddhist monks would pray and have words like compassion over the water, they made these perfect geometric shapes. So it's it's funny because that movie now it's, it seems like, oh, my God, that was, you know, a million years ago. And yet that information, and I'm sure it's been updated too, um, is very pertinent to what we're about to start going through. And we will start to hit those aspects in June. Yeah, so we get a little bit of time. I mean, the more I get into astrology, it seems like we do have time to sort of prepare for the experience and sort of see what happens through it. And we get a little bit of recapitulation after. Yeah, 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 because there's sort of um, the thought or intention that you hold for it. We can sort of uh, get a sense of what the energies are going to be about based on which planets are involved and their aspects to one another. But yeah, you don't <laughs> actually know what it's going to you know, do till it does it, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what it's going to feel like and, and everything like that. But it is a it is a. I think a, a great time to remember that work and how much of 
how much our emotions are informing us and how much we have the capacity to reach within and and listen to them and understand what they're trying to tell us and then shape what's to come next. What do we do with that energy or that information? So tell me about the infusions. Yeah, they, I was just thinking back to like, when did I start those? And it was when all those planets were in Pisces. <laughs> and uh, basically, yeah, the guidance that I've gotten has said, you know, I've been writing an astrology column for four years, and it's it's been a pleasure. But I definitely see not only the internet from a a practical, you know, I, uh, last year I redid my website, so there was, you know, definitely marketing people saying, do this, do that, and, you know, the, the thinking is this and the right, you know, and that's all, you know, I listen to it, and then I just sort of say, well, what is spirit telling me? And what I definitely get, and, it, and the marketing somewhat confirmed it, is we are moving to a sort of audio-visual paradigm and while people definitely still read and and that's uh, one way to transmit energy um, people maybe it's busy schedules maybe it's a lot of things like that but it's also there's so much more you can put across through music or visual mediums so the guidance I've gotten is is to go into the music uh, and that's a strong Neptune and Pisces connection because the music works in realms. I consider it being in touch with the super conscious and I'm not trying to say me, Elizabeth Pendleton. I know the super conscious, but I do know it's a realm and uh, it's really cool to be there. It, you know, it, you know how long we can keep the veil open at times. Uh, that kind of depends on our practice, right? But I know that when, you know, I open up and just let myself go over to the music, there's so much more peace and so much more, there's like a floating that kind of happens. So what I decided to do is I'm sort of exchanging writing a monthly column, which is, becoming kind of tedious and when it starts to feel heavy and like drudgery I know something's not right anymore and so what I've been switching over to it'll probably have the whole cycle completed by the end of this year is um, writing it musically you know what is what is um, what is Aries about so we started on the Aries infusion and that was it's fire. It's a cardinal sign. It starts the spring. It's the energy of initiation. So musically, that one was all about the drums and just bringing up red hot energy and um, putting it in there. Taurus is fixed to earth. So when we're needing grounding to feel anchored and rooted. So of course, I took a slower tempo with the music and found some sort of, um, it's a new take on Southern rock, but I, those influences, you know, where there's the hundred year old oaks and the, you know, just the old land and, and things like that. Um, and then Gemini, uh, you know, is kind of playing with um, technology and, and travel and sound effects and things and, and making that a little more progressive. And of course, the tempo kind of picks up again a little. Uh, so, so basically, what an infusion is, it's, um, it's a multimedia package that includes an 
MP3 file. If you're working on, say, you've had financial issues or you're feeling very insecure about finances, I'd say work with the Taurus Infusion for grounding and being in touch with that sense of abundance. And so they have a Taurus glyph that they can uh, put on anything, their phone, their their tablet, their, you know, their computer, or print it out and put it on the refrigerator, you know, go old school. And then there's also a worksheet where I give them more information about the infusion and what specifically we're working on. And then I give them a blank one to, again, it's that Neptune and Pisces thing. What I do with a Taurus infusion is going to be a little different than what you do, Christina. And so you may want to work with the glyph in a different way or put just one of the words that I I work with um, during the infusion. So it's just I like leaving that open-ended for people's own creativity and interactive experience with it. So, yeah, so there'll be a whole series um over the next year that are based first on the signs and then there'll be the planets and we'll see where it goes <laughs> from there. So um, where can folks find this? They can find everything at elizabethsoracle.co and uh, just, you know, click anywhere in there and you'll find the in, the latest infusion and that'll take you to the page with all the infusions right now. And, and I'm already starting to work on the cancer one. So they, they can find all that at elizabethsoracle.co. I love what you said about when you notice things aren't working like they did before, Yeah, that you just change. And I think it's so much easier to just change your direction now. Yeah, I, I think it becomes so clear. And really, again, with these Pluto-Uranus squares that we're in the middle of for three years, resistance is futile, you know, and you think about it, you know, we've done readings for years and the idea when we I see clients a lot who are resisting the message and then, you know, then it has to come in, you know, in the form of a job loss or so the idea is what are we really holding on to? And it's usually fear. Um, people have usually outgrown what they're doing, but there's this clinging, oh, I got to hold on to the old way because that's what I've known. And that's and so um, luckily I was I was born with a whole cardinal cross, full cardinal cross in my chart. So <laughs> Just venturing into the wild unknown is something um, that that comes pretty naturally. I I trust uh, pretty implicitly. And um, also as a light worker, I know that if I'm feeling like something's becoming drudgery, well, what am I going to transmit to the reader? So it's very important for me to stay inspired and creative. And I've just moved to Colorado, which is very inspiring um, and talking about all the water stuff coming in so all these places in nature uh that i you know i'll be doing some of the astrology reports that's the idea this summer is um to do them via video from the road so to speak so i got a videographer and we're just taking trips out to these really beautiful places here and i'll just kind of read or do them live like that and put them up on youtube and (laughs) let the energies of the rocks and the trees and the whatever we run across Kind of, you know what I mean? That's what I was saying about new media uh, and not being stuck in an old form if that form doesn't bring the joy and inspiration. Yeah, I think this idea of constantly renewing ourselves is coming into play more and more. And maybe it is the Uranus-Pluto alignments. I mean, we're having a couple of more through 2015. We're halfway through them. Yeah. 
Yeah, we hit the yeah. we hit the big middle one. It's so perfect on November first this year. I mean, that's all that fun Scorpio energy, which I love, and uh, that's where Saturn is, which is our lessons. And so, yeah, I think it's and it's becoming so clear. We can talk about our own personal issues or or interactions, but as a planet, it's becoming so clear that the old paradigm. They, they simply won't work. They're unsustainable. We will kill ourselves. We are killing ourselves if we keep dumping, you know, toxins into the stream and then acting surprised when we get cancer. I mean, seriously, uh, it's incompatible. It's You can't do one and not recognize the connection to the other or not bear the consequences. So that's becoming increasingly clear and it's it was really cool i was at an art and music festival here in denver over the last weekend and there was a protest against the gmos and i thought that's great i mean it's, it wasn't how i wanted to spend a saturday but i just it was like good for them i mean just um getting out there creating that awareness and the people you know there's going to people be the people who want to hit the streets or other people who do it by writing a letter to their congressman or or really just by being really conscious consumers that's huge i think that's the biggest impact you can make but the point Mm -hmm. is like that is going through the ethers and people are looking at it and saying wow what are the consequences of letting somebody program my food like that and you know and what's going into my body so I I do I think that the personal becomes the social becomes the political and all these Pluto Uranus squares are Showing us more dramatically what the consequences are if we don't listen and start to change. We don't let them go. And I think we'll feel a lot in the heart center this summer because of the water trine. Yeah, I think so, too. So Uranus is in Aries still and will be for quite some time. And then Pluto will be in Capricorn for a long time. Yeah. So we're getting like a beginning and an ending. And I, I guess we're getting sort of shown that we can pick a beginning or we can just hang out in an ending. I mean, I think most of us and, and people I talk to or communicate with or read for, I, I think we keep noticing that, you know, most of our day can be spent not feeling great. And that just doesn't make any sense anymore. Not to me anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I, there's like exactly. And I think that's also why I, I literally switched over so much more to music and working with clients that way is they can play the downloads. As, you know, once they buy them, they can obviously listen as much as they want. And I have some people who say they listen every morning. It's like having me in their back pocket. And that's really cool because they don't need a reading every day. They just need the energy any energy work if they have been depressed or have been feeling lethargic. You know, that Aries trans transmission is all about getting red energy moving. And I honestly recommend in the notes that they are standing when they listen to that and they just start shaking themselves around and, you know, that kind of thing, moving around to it. So we literally get the energy moving. And um, on the joy part, you know, for me, definitely, personally, that's where the joy and the bliss and the connection to the all that is, that is um, so, it's present. It's like it's always going on. And like you said, we spend so much time wanting to run some other file. <laughs> and for people tired of running their files, that's what the Gemini one is about. It's it, I, definitely the guidance came in 
to, uh, I had worked with a really cool teacher named Angela McGare, who is an angel teacher out of England, did a, a great body of work. And uh, she worked with Melchizedek. And I know you're a fan of Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. And, and she worked with an angelic broom. And so I, in that meditation, we're sweeping out the, the third eye, which can get really cluttered here, um, the throat, you know, that the ability to speak up in the heart of old mental patterning because I don't think the mental pattern patterning just only stays in the third eye. I think that um, if we really believe some of the negative stuff, it, it really can get all the way into the heart. So that's why it's like they were saying the clearing, you know, runs all the way down to there. <laughs> yeah, it is easier to just like clear out all your files yeah like an old computer you wouldn't try it yeah you wouldn't try i'm remembering those old dos computers you know from the 90s like you wouldn't try to run word perfect you know on dos and get on the internet i mean we're in a different place now so uh you know best we can do is give those to recycling for a better use yeah i i noticed there's still beliefs that are just kind of shaken out especially I think that maybe that's the theme for 2013 is that there's a lot of beliefs that just sort of get in there, get in our spaces. I don't even know how they get there anymore. You can call them programs or whatever, but, you know, memes. Yeah. <laughs> it could be anything, um, you know, and there's a lot of opportunity now to just go, wow, I can't believe I believe that mm-hmm. and move on to something else. And so I, I try not to, fight with what I used to believe in anymore just kind of go wow what else is out there well I always my question lately has been well what do I want that would be different you know how what would I want what would better look like and that's really huge because it just oh, oh you immediately start going into oh I would feel better it would sound better it would my experience of it all would be it would be better and so that's sort of the opening in yeah, just seeing the same set of circumstances differently. And yeah. then if stuff needs to go, sure. Um, but so much can be rearranged just by how we're perceiving it. It's that's, you know. Yeah. So. I have noticed being able to look at these things that sort of repeat in our lives and noticing like, Oh, what if that was actually telling me a completely different story? Then it's like, Oh, isn't I can be in it. Yeah. I can't be in a completely different reality. And I've also noticed that if I just go farther, instead of getting stuck in sort of an energy and just live like staying in an energy and having, having it circle around, what if I just kept walking through it? That might lead me somewhere else. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I think it's all about new opportunities, but it's not avoidance of the uncomfortable stuff. I think walking through that and finding a, a way to work with it and through it, it, it does diffuse it. You know, you take the yeah. power back. I was listening to the other day the Dixie Chick song, you know, I'm Not Ready to Make Nice. And uh, I just said, there's something... I think that song hit so well because she took somebody threatening her life and instead of being a victim of of the hate and the, you know, the ugliness that happened with that whole incident, you know, 
she sings, you know, it turned my whole world around and I kind of like it, you know, <laughs> and she's, she takes the power back in this situation and, and she, you know, really is able to walk through it and stand in it, but not in a victim oh, woe is me, you know, this, uh, this terrible thing. And she's still saying, yeah, it was atrocious. People were threatening my life. Um, but there's there's something in it about her taking it back and taking her power back through there. So it's that kind of thing to me. You don't avoid the unpleasantness, but you walk through it and find what it's telling you and what uh, how it can become an asset to your life uh, and an experience that that deepens you and that you eventually turn around and into something, I mean, you know, um, that's helpful. And look like that. I mean, people, obviously most of us will never go through a situation like she went through, but millions of people have downloaded that song because something resonated with, you know, being in that space. Everybody says, Oh, forgive. And, you know, she's like, no, <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> and that's so yeah. I mean, I think if we can look, uh, at the space of a water molecule and what it looks like in the presence of a love vibration, then we can also sort of apply that to ourselves that we might want to apply love to a certain situation or forgiveness or, you know, or no, I'm not sorry or no, I don't want to change my mind. You could just say no. You can be in the vibration of no and that's okay. Exactly, exactly. Because I think trying to heap more yeah, love and light, just be love and light. It only makes it worse sometimes because, and it's kind of fun. I've, I've gotten to speak with people like Mona Lisa Schultz and Robert Holden over the past couple of months. And definitely Dr. Schultz was saying, no, you can't say that to somebody when they're, you got to let them have that authentic experience. A woman walks in and finds out, you know, her husband's been cheating with her best friend. You can't say, oh, it's, you know, for the highest good. Like, you know, in, in time, she'll see that getting away from him or doing some serious marriage counseling might be it. But at the time, you know, just being present to you, she is going to feel hurt, betrayed, angry, and not judging that, letting her have that experience. You know, now it's different, like we were saying, um, you know, she's still holding on to that five years, ten years. That's something to look at. But, you know, in the aftermath of a traumatic experience, that freedom uh, without the judgment it, 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 that sometimes I think gets heaped on in the in the world of spirituality when everybody's like oh just forgive and things like that and it's I so yeah I think that that's why that song you know resonated so so clearly and it's like what we're saying you can go out on a Saturday afternoon and see people protesting and what's different between that and writing a song and 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 expressing your feelings yeah yeah it's all and it's and we all get to choose our reality a lot of people went to the art show to enjoy the art or the music and and took that in and 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 that's okay that's you know they just weren't in protest mode um and so it's that's cool too to just go wow it's the same 
gathering and pe- some people I'm sure um I'm sure there were people out there having a bad day if they wanted to have a bad day but there were mostly from what I saw people <laughs> there was one band it was somebody in the hell raising Zydeco's that was so much fun <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean people were bopping it was old time rock and roll and, and people they were obviously from from Louisiana or um, maybe New Orleans even and it's just fun to watch everybody doing that kind of twist and shout kind of thing and so just, uh, yeah, we, we get to pick our reality. Anything is a, a microcosm of that. So that's a really fun thought that I've had lately is uh, if I get too stuck in a thought um, that's that's not really productive is, hey, snap out of it. There's You're on a planet <laughs> that has 7 billion people. You know, most, the, most very few of them have any connection to this story you know what you got all these other realities to choose from (laughs) i love that isn't that fun yeah you know the craziness that we get we get into you know getting stuck stuck in a moment as it as it were so where can folks find you again let's Oh, thank you. Um, it's ElizabethOracle.com, and they can listen to music. And I usually put up the latest infusion for about 10 days after it's released so people can sample it. And um, they can also get readings, and they can find out about the Hay House Book Club, which is another show that I co-host once a month. And uh, so, yeah, books, music, readings. <laughs> What's not to love, right? <laughs> Exactly. So thank you so much for surfing the psychic waves with us today. Oh, son, thank you for having me, Christina. <laughs>